What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 27 of the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. Today, we are joined by a very, very special guest, Mr. Charlie Johnson. I met Charlie in Dubai back in November and it was absolutely incredible to meet you because honestly, mate, you're someone I've looked up to in the fitness industry since I was a little like a kid, basically. I uh, followed you on uh, social media and all those different things. So it was an awesome experience. So I just want to say a massive uh, thank you for coming on and spending some time because I know you're a super busy man, um, but it'd be awesome. Just give us a little bit of an introduction, who you are, what you do and all that stuff. Uh, pleasure. So it's a very gracious intro. So thank you very much. I also like the name of the podcast. It's dope, by the way, Listen to What You Step, because I'm a big fan of the tracking steps daily so yeah. um i my name is charlie i run the uh probably the largest online coaching business now in the uk um and the interesting caveat to that is that i actually only left my full-time job just over two years ago about a week or two ago was the anniversary of that um so that's scaled and growing quite quickly but uh fitness for me has always been my passion like the biggest thing that i've love within my life so i originally like trained to become a pt when i was like 17 18 uh, because of love for training i pt build one-to-one in the gym for around 12 months um i then went into a ski season random fact i'm a qualified ski instructor and then i came back and i was like you know what i don't really like PTing people because any pts listen to this you'll probably know what i mean you, you end up a bit of a glorified babysitter and that's not really what I'm about. I want to try and push people to the maximum capability and um, unleash their potential. And the clientele I had at the time wasn't necessarily the right customer avatar for what I was interested in. So from that, I then went into the property industry. Uh, I then managed a branch of estate agents uh, from stupidly young. It was ridiculous. That, well, if you look at it now, they should never give me the job. Uh, so I started as a trainee and then within two years I was a manager. Uh, and I did that for seven, eight years. And then... I went into the online space in terms of fitness. Uh, my social media started to blossom from documenting my own journey because uh, although I trained a lot when I was younger, as uh, everyone trains, like everyone goes to the gym now, uh, I wasn't in particularly good shape because I wasn't paying attention to the details and really like being accurate or consistent with what I was doing. Now I look back and I'm like, Jesus, what, like, what were you doing? Um, there's so much effort misdirected and that's one of the things we'll talk about on the podcast today is like the accuracy of what you're doing and actually having a purpose and an objective goal rather than just training for the sake of training and just doing random stuff which was pretty much what I was doing which while I was spinning my wheels so um the penny dropped probably when I was like 26 27 I then ended up competing built up my, sort of my social media a bit from that um and documented my journey left my full-time job uh and now I'm sitting in Dubai doing a podcast with you which is pretty cool yeah, it's, it's amazing the journey that it happens, isn't it? It's like, obviously, I'm pretty early on in mind kind of shifting into the online space, but just the the growth and the opportunities that are open, it's just freaking incredible. Like, um, being going out in Dubai, meeting yourself, meeting all the other guys in the inner circle and things like that. Um, it's just a mind-blowing experience. Now, obviously, you've just ran a kind of mindset challenge um, yeah. in the UK and people around the world. Can we just touch on that a, bit, a little bit? Yeah, so that's something... Um... I'm a bit of an idea fairy, so sometimes I come up with ideas. Oh, this is a great idea. This would be really easy. And it actually turned out it was a hell of a lot of work. Um, so yep. the idea of this was that obviously the situation in the UK globally is quite challenging. So uh, with the lockdown, restrictions, and I personally know my own mental health was getting um, depleted almost, if that makes sense. A strange word to use because I just felt like I was getting battered down in terms of like, the groundhog day of every day he's only so often you can go and do the same walk um and i i was very like lucky that i had the opportunity to go and train uh, in a proper facility on my own in the empty i won't name where it is 
um, for legal reasons. And um, but it's still that was getting me like getting me down a bit. And I thought, okay, let's do a challenge. Let's try and help people. Let's try and make some productivity and something positive out of this. So I did a, a mindset challenge, which um, all the proceeds go into charity. And basically for 15 days, we've gone through specific objectives to try and help the individual in terms of um, making their environment pos more positive. So one of the bigger factors that actually going a bit off topic that has been a life changing um, adaption for me is like the circle of people around me. So the number of people I actually have close to me now is much smaller than it used to be. And I have purposely pushed people away, not, not purposely, but um, subconsciously must push people away who are negative, who aren't necessarily aligned with my goals because they almost become like an anchor in your life, dragging you down. And respectfully, so I'm obviously, I know you're in Jersey, it's a, a smaller island. You probably have a bit of that there, I imagine, with like, who does he think he is? Why is he posting this on Instagram? Why is he going to Dubai? Why is he doing X, Y, Z? Have you had a bit of that before, I'm going to guess? Yeah, absolutely. And we actually touched on the the second or third ever episode we did was talking about your, your inner circle and how I think it's one thing as you get older, you definitely learn to kind of, like you said, subconsciously push those people and protect that inner circle. But 100%, I've had it even more so in the last kind of few months as things start to get bigger, I start to kind of be able to go out to Dubai and people are just like, who, who do you think you are? And I'm like, it's not, your, like, oh, it's not even your business. Like, get your coat. <laughs> um, but yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. I completely get where you're coming from there. And like with that, one thing I'd say is that when I first started doing what I what I do now, I remember people in the gym I used to go to being like, "Who does Charlie think he is? Why is he posting photos like this? Why is he posting for, for, like topless photos? He's got a wife." And like all those people who were like putting me down and giving me shit, if I had listened to them, I wouldn't have like I've trained over like eight thousand clients around the world. Like none of this stuff would have ever happened. So like that, we have to really be aware of in terms of saying no to things uh when people try and push us in regards to um that's where my phone's going i have to turn the cut this off one second sorry you forgot to put your phone in airplane mode rookie podcast mistake so um <laughs> yeah you would have thought i've done a podcast before i have my own podcast um so yeah in terms of people like putting you down you have to really be very like thick-skinned in terms of the people who are going to be um giving you negative comments so very much for me, that was always very much like fuel for the fire, almost like F you, I'm going to prove a point and very much is still. And one of the greatest things now, a few times, those people who I know said stuff behind my back, like I see them at, like at the gym or whatever. And it's just like, they look at me and I look at them and like, you know, like they know when you know, and you're like, yeah, like that's what's up. Um, so that's always quite a, a good feeling, but we really want to try and limit these, get these people out of our lives or try and limit them. So often one of the things that um, people who are most negative in your life, not intentionally, are actually your family. Now, this sounds very, very harsh, but uh, particularly the generation we live in now, everything is uh, new. The like things like we've got cryptocurrency, we've got Bitcoin, you've got all these opportunities, you can travel around the world, you can have an online business. 40, 50 years ago, I didn't have any of this stuff. So our parents' generation aren't aware or really educated on these things. So they're often going to be like, you know what, you should stay in your box, uh, get a safe nine to five job, security. That's very much uh, the mindset they have. And if anyone's into reading, and this will blow your mind, if you read two books, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cash Flow Quadrant, that will basically talk you through the process of how society is set up. 
to basically put you into the system so you can basically never escape you get a mortgage and you're basically like racked in debt for the rest of your life but that's another tangent <laughs> but um in terms of the mindset side of things your parents will often be the ones who will tell you not to go and do things and i had that very much myself um, yeah. and i still get it now so um when it comes to i don't know what i invest money in or whatever my dad's like oh you shouldn't do that keep all your money in the bank even though it's like devaluing horrendously um so you have to be careful who you listen to and who you take advice from so some very simple advice i'd give to anyone who's listening would be for example if you're looking for fitness advice only take advice from someone who's got themselves in very good shape and they've also proven they can get other people in shape so chances are they probably know what they're doing if they're in good nick and they do that consistently and they also get lots of other people in shape and then if you're talking about like money for example don't take financial advice from someone who's broke or financial advice from someone who makes their money giving financial advice so that's like the way i try and like live my life in terms of who i listen to um but with the mindset side of things positivity and having structure is a big thing so i think um where a lot of people with being locked down at home in quarantine people on furlough a lot of people almost haven't got a lot to do they're being super unproductive and essentially was like wasting their lives and the opportunities they have to them so one of the big things that i've tried to get people to do is try and focus on learning new skills new habits and just bettering themselves on a daily basis because there's always something we can do almost like I joked if I got locked in a hotel room for like six months, like what could you do in that period of time? Like, okay, I shouldn't joke about that because there's a travel quarantine in the UK. But um, you like what skills can you learn with like basics? You've got things like books, you've got the internet. There's so many skills you can learn and how you can improve yourself, um, even during these circumstances. So that was the big thing we really focused on, focused on in the mindset challenge. It's just getting people's head in the right frame, trying to break things down, remove negativity from their lives, remove negative people from their lives and make people aware that the way they think and feel about things is their own um, subconscious choice. So like I used to get a lot of stress and anxiety in particular when I first left my full-time job, I was a bit like a um, headless chicken sort of just like how much stuff can we do and just like throw enough shit against the wall and something will stick. And I used to get a lot of anxiety from that. And it was only when I, someone said to me, it's like I've worked with a few people, uh, psychologists and things like that. Uh, done a lot of reading and you become aware that your it's your own subconscious choice how you decide to react to a situation and that's the big thing we've tried to teach with the mindset challenges if you're feeling stressed if you're feeling down ultimately there is your own subconscious choice and there's always someone who's in a worse position than you there's always someone who's in a better position than you in terms of like the better position is where i get frustrated with the fitness industry massively where people are like like to give it Billy big balls about how great shape they are, how strong they are, how much money they make, whatever. There's always someone who's bigger and better than you. And there's always levels to the game of whatever you're in. So I think people just need to have a bit more perspective in life. And that's the big thing we've tried to teach within the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's absolutely incredible just to give some people something to focus on, like you said. Um, it's interesting what you said about the your kind of parents not giving it, but get, getting what you're doing. Because I was exactly the same. My my mum completely gets it, but my dad... I'll give him all his due, like he's supportive, but he's so like um, hesitant. He just doesn't understand it. Like I just, I actively told anyone, any PT sessions that I was still doing, like I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. And he was like, oh, but that's your bread and butter. You got to do those and things like that. I'm like, no, because I could write one Instagram post and that could potentially sign X amount of clients. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's, it's massive. And then just, I, I heard something on kind of what you were saying there. I heard something the other day on a podcast and it was, if you control your thoughts, you control your actions, your actions control your outcomes. And it's just exactly what you said there. And it's, it's, so, it's so true. 
It's um, the big thing that I would say for everyone is, and this has really been eye-opening for me the last 12 months more than anything, is life is about uh, self-discovery. And I feel like you're almost uh, unraveling a layer of the onion, like constantly of yourself almost in a weird way of like your own self-awareness. And then you become, I think with the process of training nutrition, you become very aware of how certain things make you feel. So I'm sitting here drinking coffee, like, okay, that gives me a bit of a buzz. That makes me feel good. Or I eat dairy, for example, gives me a bad stomach. You become very aware of certain triggers and certain things. And when you become aware of those things emotionally as well, and what makes you stressed, what makes you anxious, um, you can then start to almost like predict things before they happen. So again, like for example, with um, some of my family, I can predict they'll have a negative connotation with me doing something before I say I'm going to do it because um, in life, there's always some sort of risks with things. But ultimately, if there's no risk, there's no reward, if that makes sense. And like, there is no, like the beauty of business and everything in life, there is no certainty. Um, and there was a quote I read the other day that I absolutely loved, that I've actually written down. So it's, uh, if you can't risk, you can't grow. If you can't grow, you can't become your best. If you can't become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, what else matters? Because like, for me, life is all about, like life's like a game. It's like a game of like leveling up and like constant self-progression and like progressing every day and feeling like you're achieving something on a daily basis with that, be with your fitness, losing weight, building muscle, with your business, with your family, whatever it might be. That's ultimately what's going to make you fulfilled and happy at the end of the day. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I'll be open and honest. I generally think I was kind of just spinning my wheels, um, living in Jersey because it was comfortable for me. Um, Little nine by five island, going to Dubai. Like I'll be open. I suffered like a bit of social anxiety before. Like going there, I nearly didn't go because I was like, oh, I'm going to go there. What are these people going to think? Blah, 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 blah. I went and it has been the most eye-opening experience of my life. And it's generally changed my life because now I'm booked to go out there for six weeks. I'm talking to people like yourself. I've met so many cool people and it's just going on that. I've learned more about myself since that eye-opening experience and decided this is what I want to do. I want to self-discover more. Um, you get more gratitude. You're more grateful. The, the skies are bluer and like, it's just absolutely incredible. If you can have that mindset to always be thinking, what's next like how can i get better i just think the, the only way is up massively that comes down to you consciously being aware of that and also mm. taking action and going to dubai hiring uh, business coaches hiring fitness coaches like there's one of those things that frustrates me to is that like the biggest thing that i am personally is and i'm a, a product of coaching so I will pay anyone whatever cost to learn whatever skill I want to learn so I can advance faster. So probably at any one time, I've probably got at least three, four, five people coaching me in different aspects of my life. So uh, I work with a psychologist. I work with a guy who helps with my training. I work with someone specifically my nutrition and health. I work with someone in my business. I work with someone in my finances. That's five. Um, and people come to me like, oh, I don't need a coach. I'm like, cool, man. Like, <laughs> you do you. But like, if you're serious about maximizing your potential in life having an external source of accountability uh, and someone who maybe knows a bit more than you in that specific field that specific niche will get i can guarantee you will get you further than where like will get you faster further than anywhere you want to go so if you think if you're going for example like i was saying earlier when i was younger if you spend 12 months trying something going in the wrong direction it doesn't work you're never going to get that time back and you're in exactly the same place you are now and you're still probably spent time and resources doing that so yeah absolutely it's, it's ultimately someone who's in that niche someone who's better than you been there done it but then just someone to hold you to higher standards than you're going to hold yourself 
because I always think Absolutely. someone else will hold you to those higher standards. Kind of on that, let's kind of move into the main kind of topic of what we wanted to talk about. Just kind of maximizing, like building muscle, building maximal muscle, and just some of the biggest advice you can give for people, some of the mistakes you've made, mistakes you see people make. Um, I'll start off, and I just think, one of the biggest things for me is kind of something you alluded to right at the beginning was people just not doing things with purpose. It's not going into the gym and actually having like, this is the exercise I'm doing. This is what I'm trying to achieve from it. And this is how I'm going to do it. This is the outcome that I want. It's going in there and thinking I'm doing a bent over. I'm going to pull the bar to my chest. Like, okay, you're just not going to get what you want out of that. Think about why you're doing it, how you're going to do it and how you're going to get the most out of it. 100%. So this is, um, I've tried everything, different training styles. Like I've worked with, I've done training camps with Mila Sarcher, Ben Pekulski, like you name it. Like my big, I'm a big training nerd. So I love all this different stuff. Um, so I've tried pretty much everything under the sun. And for me, the, the utmost guaranteed way to succeed and to grow muscle mass is have a very strict program that you follow, which generally probably has quite basic movements but you learn to master and execute those movements phenomenally well. Uh, and that's providing you have access to full range of motion and your mobility fixed, which is another topic we can go down in a minute. Um, so you learn to master those movements. Uh, you're very consistent with them. And you don't train to your training program every three weeks because this is one of the things that is sometimes difficult with um, general population clients a little bit. They want a little bit of a, an element of entertainment rather than um, end results. So which I completely understand. I was actually saying to someone today, like, oh, he was like, how, how's your training going? I was like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. This is the best progress I've ever made. It's the heaviest I've ever been, the leanest at this body weight. And I was like, it's awesome, but the training is hard. It's a bit of a ball, like, and it can get a bit boring sometimes. But ultimately, I have, a, like you said, I have a very objective um, thought process in terms of what my goal is. So I'm 31. So for now, for the next five, 10 years, I'll max out to see what I can do. And after that time, if I want to fanny around and do whatever type of work to, workouts, I can go for it, if you know what I mean. So uh, there'll be a time and a place for that. And that's one thing I'd say to everyone listening. It's like, realistically, you only have a finite amount of time on this planet, a finite amount of time to maximize what you can do. And in particular with this situation, gym is being closed. You should be grateful for the opportunity to have every single workout that you can do. Um, and one of the things I see, like obviously from a fat loss side of things, is people um, tend to bitch and like bottle out of it a little bit when things get a little bit hard. So sometimes people can be quite lazy. And I remember when I was doing, when I last competed, I remember doing cardio early in the morning, feeling very, very sorry for myself for no reason. And I looked over and there was this woman and she'd obviously just had chemo treatment and she was doing cardio like six o'clock in the morning. She had no hair. And I was like, what have I got to moan about? Like, this is my own conscious choice. Like I'm deciding to do this. Uh, and put myself through this and push myself. Why am I feeling sorry for myself? And that's, I think, was the very um, life awakening moment almost. It's always stuck in my mind when I feel a bit tired or a bit fatigued. I'm like, you have the opportunity to do this. You have the opportunity to train. You've got a fit and healthy body. Maximize that. And again, anyone who's like, a lot of people haven't had access to gyms recently. When the gyms come back, which they are coming back soon, and I know we said before this very soon in Jersey, that make the most of the opportunity to do that because make the most of every every workout because think like you haven't had this before you had this taken away from you so embrace it and make the most of it um but when it comes to like building muscle mass the other big factor in terms of being consistent with um probably the big basic exercises and exercises that fit you is actually looking to try and push yourself and improve so ultimately 
we are trying to create an adaptive response in the body. So our body doesn't necessarily want to grow muscle tissue. Uh, it doesn't want to be carrying lots of muscle tissue because it's a, uh, an expensive process for the body to do in terms of carrying extra muscle mass. So we're almost trying to force it into that. Now, how are we going to do that is by increasing the strength of our muscles and the amount of load we're lifting over a period of time. So for example, if you go from doing uh, an incline bench press, you did 60 kilos today and you did 10 reps, and in eight months you did 100 kilos and you did 10 reps, I can guarantee your upper body is going to look very, very different, providing we keep form within some sort of remit. Um, so obviously that's a very basic way to look at it. But um, for me, in terms of maximal muscle mass, the best way in terms of training programming is a combination of initially at the start of every workout, we'd be looking to have uh, bigger compound lifts, which are like multiple joint exercises, which we'd look to firstly really nail and knuckle down the form. So that's perfect. And a lot of people this is what frustrates me more than anything in particular. I don't know why, but the standard training here in Dubai and the PTs is like woeful. Um, I was there, I was there, for, like, like, I was there for like four days and I nearly had a heart attack. When I, told them this I, I, I have traveled uh, a lot of places in the world and it's probably the worst I've ever seen. I don't know why. Like, I, I watch people. Some of the best gyms in the world. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ironic though, isn't it? But then yeah. if you look at Dubai, for example, that, I find it quite funny because you've got the best gyms in the world. You've got tons of supplement shops. Uh, but then there's like, say for example, in the malls, there's like uh, Cinnabons everywhere, Cheesecake Factory, like all the junk food. Like it's almost like you've got the cure and then you've also got the treatment and they're both like next to each other. So I think I find that, I find that quite amusing. But um, yeah, I've got a bit off the topic with that one. But the, the, the big thing here in terms of like exercise execution is really, really important to being conscious of what you're doing. And focus on trying to get progressively stronger so as you said at the start of this conversation was uh like you're doing a bit of a row for example like what is it you're objectively looking to do from that so that's why i'm a big fan of everyone having like logging their main lifts in terms of the strength and reps of they're doing because if you go in and you know for example okay last time i did 100 kilos i did 10 reps so today that's the minimum i'm going to try and achieve and if you go in and you get 11 or 12 reps that's going to be an awesome feeling for you because you'll be like okay that's something I've never, ever done before. Like I've progressed and that's like that progression consistently over a period of time will monumentally increase to a huge amount of progress. So the big thing that I see, and same with fat loss, is people focus too much on perfection rather than consistency. And this is one of the things I say to my clients all the time. It's like 80%, like being 80% consistent over a long period of time will beat being like perfect for a very short window. And I think in today's society, everyone wants a quick fix and reality when it comes to building muscle mass it does take a bit of a period of time um and you need to be patient and i think that's where a lot of people struggle i don't know if that's what you've seen as well simon yeah absolutely i always say to people you're better off being 80 percent, 100 percent of the time rather than 100 percent, like 20 percent of the time um like exactly what you said that consistent protection there's the lovely weather the rain <laughs> um <laughs> Now, it's interesting what you say, because about, about the technique and things like that, and really making sure that your technique is absolutely not, like nailed. And this is the thing that pisses me off, is people come to me like, yeah, I've been training for three years. My technique's good. I'm like, I've been training for 13 years, and I still wouldn't even say my techniques. Like, it's okay, but there's so much room for improvement. Like, it's, it's a never-ending pursuit of perfection. It can always get better. You can always increase your range of motion. Um, I actually listened to one of your podcasts with, um, I think you might be working with him coaching at the moment. Nick, um, Nick Gloff. Yeah, yeah, incredible podcast. Really, really, really interesting. So, 
it's interesting you say that and we talked about bent over row earlier so <laughs> this is like my nemesis of exercise i just don't really get on with and it's getting way better and it's improving obviously i can do a bent over row but like there's as everything there's levels to the game and ultimately the best way to improve um your physique is to master a few exercises and then progress them if you're chopping and changing the exercises you're doing willy-nilly you're never going to get particularly good at any of them and you're never going to progress anything or get particularly strong in any movement pattern um it might be fun to just do random stuff but that's not necessarily the best way for you to progress and i'm inherently lazy so I want to go for the most efficient way if we go from point A to point B. Um, something I think is interesting as well. So this is something I've clocked on with uh, a few clients. So I have a few clients who um, are wealthy chaps, so they'll pay me to do their training and nutrition. I'll map everything out for them, and they might have a PT who trains them in the gym as well. So one thing I've noticed, I knew, I knew these sort of things would happen because PTs don't like doing my type of programming, is most conventional PTs will just blast people through bullshit volume workouts of doing like supersets giant sets because it's easy you don't really have to think about it you don't teach a client anything you don't show them how to execute movements you just like do this do this do this just get them sweaty them getting tired yeah, yeah just literally just mess, mess them up a bit as we say anyone can mess them up but getting people progress results is a whole different ball game it's um and i'm glad you you've probably seen this as well and that, that's basically the training start here with horrendous form and <laughs> um it's just a recipe for disaster and not for disaster but it's a recipe for not a lot of progress and with high nothing risk, you well. can quant yeah nothing you can quantify so the easiest way to quantify if you've pro you can't like um you can't always com completely increase volume so by doing volume i mean you're doing more sets more reps continuously so you can't go from doing i don't know 30 sets in a workout 40 sets in a workout 50 sets in a workout. you can't keep increasing progression in that aspect however we can keep increasing progression in terms of the amount of weight you're lifting or the amount of reps you achieve with a given weight so that is the only way we can actually track your own performance and progress within a training environment and that is what's ultimately going to create an adaptive response from your body to then build more muscle tissue providing the things you're doing outside of the gym are in line with you being able to recover and build the correct amount of muscle mass one of the other things i, I find is frustrating people don't actually think about as well when it comes to training style and doing huge amounts of stupid volume is that um you're actually putting huge amounts of stress on your body so in terms of like through your joints and through your tissue if you're doing like a thousand rep leg workouts or thousand rep arm workouts think how many repetitions and how much like you're trashing your joints there where you don't necessarily need to do that much would be something i'd very much take home i don't know what your input is on that side yeah, one of my my biggest things with the fitness industry, particularly at the moment, is there's this whole stigma about more from more from more. Whereas I think you should be trying to get more from less. Like there's you get you get girls posting on Instagram, look at the shape I got, and I only had to eat, I only ate 800 calories to do it. Guys like, oh, I did German high volume training for 12 years. Like, well done, you've made it 10 times harder than you actually needed to make it. Like, let's think about the opposite. Let's get less from more the girl should be saying oh i'm absolutely buzzing i managed to get in the best shape i ever have but i also managed to eat more than i ever have and i enjoyed my training and i felt freaking awesome guys should be going right i managed to only train four days a week with low volume but look at the results i'm getting um, at the end of the day we're only as good as the work we can recover from um and that's kind of what would be bring me on to my kind of next point is uh it's probably one of the biggest things that i've learned over the last kind of couple of years particularly in terms of training and results but also just in terms of productivity energy levels it's just this your sleep it's huge Absolutely. 
Um, I did a, I had Dr. Dean come on and do a talk for loads of my clients. And obviously we all know he, he's literally the man when it comes to sleep, but um, so D- Dean's another man who coaches me. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's a really, really, really nice guy. Um, he's almost too smart for his own good. hundred <laughs> percent. Mate, he, yeah. I'd like to think I know a thing or two about training, nutrition and stuff, but I talk to Dean sometimes and I'm like, I know it that. goes over my head a bit. Like it turns, he goes down to like, molecular biology of things yeah, and the, bio, the biochemistry like, of things i yeah, had, him, I had uh, him do had him do a talk and he was talking about the biochemistry of sleep and i saw a few of my clients just go whoosh, whoosh, straight over their head and i was like this is so interesting but even i was having to concentrate so i was like god knows what these guys are thinking um yeah it's intense but yeah um is sleep something that you've kind of massively worked on obviously working with dean it must be a hundred percent so one thing i'm a big fan of is tracking things and being aware of them so so when you're consciously if, you, if you're aware of something you're consciously going to be able to improve it so um the big thing that i'd recommend is uh, what's called an aura ring so it's basically a device in which you can track your uh, sleep hrv steps um all manner of things now what can be pretty helpful with this is it can then also create you can notice patterns so for example when i first got an aura ring i clocked that because I was eating close going to bed, my resting heart rate was going to be elevated during my sleep, which was going to have a negative impact on my recovery. Another helpful um, use of, say, the last few days, I've had, uh, I believe, a stomach parasite. I've been unwell, and part of it's in your head. You're like, mm, maybe I'm just making this up. I feel a bit crap. And uh, my resting heart rate was like, was like 10 beats per minute higher than it should be at night. So, like, there's obviously something off. And then it's not just you psychologically, like, trying to throw in the towel and that's when you've got like evidence to yourself to be like okay listen to your body you need to maybe take a day off or two here just to try and let things reset but sleep is incredibly important and having a good sleep routine makes a big difference so a couple of um easy low-hanging fruit i'd recommend for people try ideally not to sleep two hours before going to bed uh try not to have any caffeine within six hours of sleeping i would personally recommend using i'm very sensitive to light when i sleep so i wear a manta face mask because I could cover my eyes. It's a bit weird, but um, I would recommend doing something like that. And then also if you're a bigger guy um, and if you, for example, if you have high blood pressure, um, it will be an indication you should do this. Or if you wake up in the morning and you've got a dry mouth, I would suggest you use a nasal strips to open your nasal passage when you're asleep because around 77% of your nitric oxide production comes through your nasal cavity when you breathe. So that also affects us a vasodilation so to relax our uh, cardiovascular system. So when we're going to be breathing through our nose, that's going to help to uh, reduce our blood pressure, which is very important for overall health. And our cardiovascular system obviously underpins the muscular system. And it's very important for us to get maximal progress that we have all of these little boxes ticked. Um, so that would be a low hanging fruit. I would look at um, very, very strongly. And again, it comes down to like sleep environment, having a cool room to, to sleep in makes a big difference um and you can supplement for this as well but dr dean's sleep stack is a very very good product literally one of the best supplements i've ever taken um always find that i always say like sleep is literally your foundation from everything when i speak to clients always map out i'll say like your fitness journey your transformation is like a house we've got three pillars to success training nutrition mindset your roof is your lifestyle because if you can't fit those three things into your lifestyle guess what you're not going to be able to stay consistent. You don't stay consistent. You don't get get results. I always say everybody forgets you can't build a, a strong, sustainable house without a good foundation. What's your foundation? Sleep. 
sleep well, everything else becomes easier. Um, and it's definitely something that I neglected in the past. Because I was like, oh, no, I need to get up. I need to be up early. I need to be training. I need to be a cl- training clients. It's fine. I'll go to bed later. And the difference that I have found in my energy, productivity, results, training, adherence to nutrition massively as well. Um, I read a study not that long ago. And it was like people who slept less than seven hours and people who slept more than seven hours, people who slept less on average consumed about 500 calories more just by sleeping less than seven hours. So when we sleep, there's um, thousands of metabolic processes that happen. And I notice a big difference in terms of the better my quality of sleep that my body composition will change. So if I'm very stressed or I'm not sleeping well, um, uh, and then say, for example, I went on holiday and I was chilled and I was relaxed, I'll find that I will actually end up getting leaner because my um, sleep quality tends to be a lot better. Um, The other thing that I would also say is very important to add in here in particular from a point of uh, muscle growth is optimizing digestion so that's probably been the biggest game changer that i've probably really focused on recently um and that like 77 percent of our immune system was within our digestive tract so if our stomach is playing up we've got digestive problems then we're going to have like problems from everything scaled up from there so uh in terms of digestion like that's something you really want to be keeping an eye on and that is very person dependent and it comes down to like we talked about earlier becoming self-aware of what foods work for you and what foods don't work for you so uh, i might be able to eat something that works great for me and then simon can simon eats it and then it gives him bloat or wind or it causes issues for him so um the biggest thing to do is just be aware of if you are having any digestive problems try and like track it back and work out what the culprit is if that makes sense just comes to that constant awareness evaluation and then planning and making the kind of decisions as, as you go. Um, mate, any other top tips for kind of maximizing muscle? A uh, couple of things. So same with everything in life would be setting yourself up for success in the environment you're in. So um, if, for example, you want to build as much muscle mass as possible, you want to build an awesome physique, I would suggest like, don't be the big fish in a small pond. Don't be the biggest guy in a local leisure center go and try and train at um, a decent gym, which has uh, guys who are maybe more advanced than you because inherently that's going to make you push yourself more and maybe rise, push your limits. And I'd also suggest if you can have a training partner, um, a big thing that I'm actually a fan of is, which I've only started doing last two months or so, is actually I film pretty much all my sets, not for social media, but just to almost pull apart my own form. And sometimes I'm a bit like, mm, you bottled it a bit there or that was a bit shit. Like, and you need to be your own worst critic and set a higher standard for yourself because like I put a post up about this on Instagram a while ago and I was like, uh, I can't really say it's like, I got a lot of flack for this. And I was like, uh, dad bods are guys who failed their younger selves. Cause like no one, no one when they're 18, 20 wants to be like an overweight dad. Like, let's be honest. Like you look up, you want to be like, I don't know, James Bond. You want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator, whatever like that wasn't who you like aspired to be like. So it's harsh, but I think you have to be very harsh and be cruel. I have to be cruel to be kind to people sometimes. And I'm very much the society we live in now, we wrap everyone in, in cotton wool, be like, Oh, it's okay to be overweight. It's okay to have high blood pressure, diabetes. It's like really it's not. And if you actually look at the situation with COVID at the moment, that probably highlights it to you more than ever, because if you're overweight, you're 50% more likely to have an issue from COVID comes it just comes that to just hold yourself to higher standards and don't settle 100%. don't settle like i always say to people, say to people i wasn't put on this planet to be fucking average 
fuck that. <laughs> and ne- ne- neither was anybody at all. If, if anyone ever wants any motivation and they're struggling, this is something I think about sometimes, is think about the possibility that the day you die, you get to meet the person you could have become. That, that would give you some perspective. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I haven't heard that. Because you don't want to be living a life of regret. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, a lot of people are too live too much in fear and they need to step outside of the box. And life is about making yourself uncomfortable because that's where things get exciting. And when you become uncomfortable, those things that make you, made you uncomfortable originally, you then get used to and then it's easy. So even for like strange, strange example, uh, talking on YouTube or on podcasts or on Instagram, like, I used to get really nervous and used to hate it. Like I couldn't even like talking this all day long. I like doesn't even think about it anymore. Whereas originally when I first uh, talked into Instagram stories or whatever, I'd be like, oh, someone's going to watch this and they might not like it. And so reality is you have to get to the point where you don't really give a shit what anyone else thinks. Like you care, but you don't really care. You care because you want to try and like help them or inspire them. But if they don't like it, then like tough cookies is what it is. Absolutely, I couldn't, couldn't agree with that anymore. My last one is literally just trust the process. Get so many people, like we've kind of sp- spoken about it, but people get like shiny object syndrome. They kind of change their plan. It's like, just keep doing what you're doing. Look after the little things, all the little things we've spoken about, progressive overload, making sure you're super accurate, looking after the details. If you look after those little things and just trust it consistently and be ruthlessly consistent, that bigger end goal will just look after itself. And if you become process driven, it becomes more enjoyable. People just become outcome driven all the time and that's when people i find can become like oh i'm not enjoying this and then they stop if you learn to become process driven you love the fact that you're constantly critiquing your technique trying to get better you're constantly trying to optimize your sleep you're constantly trying to optimize your digestion all these different things if you learn to love that then that big end goal will just look after itself over time um mate just as we're wrapping up here um my one thing I i like to ask everyone what's the biggest mistake you've made in your fitness journey being too egotistical to think i knew everything when i was younger when i was probably like 19 20 if that makes sense yeah that was that's the biggest mistake i wish i could go back when i was 17 18 and be like just i'm not saying anyone would come coach me or go to you or whoever i wish that i had just been like found someone to coach me to mentor me and it's almost frightens me to where what I could have achieved, but then everything happens um, for a reason in life. And that's very much the way you have to look at things. Um, one thing I just quickly wanted to add in what you're talking about earlier, and obviously um, when it comes to people achieving their goals, the big thing that I try and get people to focus on is say, for example, you want to, you want to walk around at 10% body fat. The big goal we have for everyone is to make, is to create the right habits on a daily basis. Like you were talking about, so sleep, digestion, training, uh, exercise execution, create the right habits on a daily basis that becomes subconscious. And as a byproduct, you'll get to that end goal. And that's really what the process of coaching should be. It's a point of teaching, guiding, and then providing accountability to get the end result. Yeah, absolutely. Habits, uh, I'd say habits was the biggest game changer for me um, in my own personal journey because I I was in like a more of a sporting background. I was lucky enough to I ha- always had awesome coaches around me. As soon as I came out of that environment, my habits weren't strong enough. I was in this environment. I was like, do this, do this, do this, do this. It wasn't a habit because I was just told. I was never left to my own devices to do it. 
um, and just kind of learning how the habits work, my triggers, my stimulus, and all these different things have generally been the biggest game changer. And if anyone hasn't read Atomic Habits, um, I was about to ask you about that. My, that book is mind blowing. I think I've read it about three times now, and every time, every time it gets just gets better and better. The the best point in that I think is if you can do one percent extra every day, how that compounds over a period of time. When you think in that context, it's huge. Yeah. And same, we talk about training though. If someone, if you can get an extra 1% out of your training session every time because you actually bother to write things down and you actually have an objective goal of what you're trying to do on each exercise, that's going to compound massively over a period of time. Yeah. Write what you, tr- what, write what you lift down. It's so powerful. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one. Do you log book, like physically write it or do you track it on your phone? Uh, I write it down because... I so it's been proven that actually staring to screens down regulates your nervous system when exercising and training. So ideally, we don't really want to be looking at phone screens uh, whilst training. So I always write things down, but just because I don't like, I spend enough time on looking at screens, so I just try and keep away from that. So I prefer to physically write things down, and then I also find that I can make notes. So I might put like crap set or that was too quick or I can feel my right oblique or whatever. So I can, it's easier for me to make notes. So then when I look back and be like, okay, this happened, that happened X, Y, Z. And um, a couple of things I'd recommend for people when they do, if they are going to log book, I'd suggest that you just write down like a couple of things at the top would be like the gym I'm going to train at my body weight the date. And then if there's anything else particularly different or alarming. So for example, if I've been unwell or if I've had a poor night's sleep or anything that might, throw that session off i just put plenty of notes down there i think it's always helpful yeah massively it's just that constant awareness that we've been talking about um here we go what's the your three top tips for people wanting to crush their fitness journey in 2021 um okay so number one is have uh an actual strict goal the deadline because pressure makes diamonds you need to put yourself under pressure so whether that be a photo shoot or heaven forbid we can go on holiday you book a holiday do something where you're going to say to yourself okay or say say for example you've got your 50th birthday coming up i want to be in the best shape of my life or best shape i physically can be for this day nothing will put more pressure on you on yourself and make you maximize what you can do by doing that and then also what i do is actually tell people so be vocal about that and like it's almost that whole or attraction thing if you put something out into the world being like okay i'm gonna get into the best shape of my life for first of december then the reality and likelihood of that happening is huge because you've subconsciously told that to yourself, I'm going to do this by vocalizing it. So that's the first thing I do is get a clear goal. Second thing I do is get um, a structured program or plan of how I'm going to do that. So um, that whole saying of like, um, if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail, like you have to have an actual like objective goal of like, okay, I'm here I'm at point A, I want to get to point B, how am I going to do this rather than be like, Oh, I'll just do a bit of exercise. I'll do a bit of, I'll eat a few less carbs. Like reality is that's not very specific to you getting to where you want to be. And then the third thing I'd say with that is having accountability and external support, um, not just from some, maybe a trainer or a coach, me, Simon, whoever, but also from those around you. So one of the most important things is having support from the people closest to you. So uh, your wife, partner, parents, whoever it might be, um, just explain to them, this is why I want to do this. I want to push myself. This is what I want to try and achieve. So they understand that and that they don't try and like sabotage you. One of the big things I see with uh, couples quite a lot is that 
and it's very, very common, and I can spot a mile off, is that when, say, for example, a guy um, loses loads of weight, he gets abs for the first time. Like, for me, that's an amazing feeling. I love seeing it when we do that with clients because you can literally just tell how pumped they are. Um, their other half then starts to get a little bit concerned and almost trying to, like, sabotage them because they're thinking they're going to try and run off with a 20-year-old blonde from Miami or wherever. Um, so, like, that's why I always say to, to clients, like, be very conscious about the other people around you and explains them why you want to achieve this end objective. Because sometimes if you make huge amounts of progress and completely change who you are uh, physically, it can sometimes make them feel a little bit inadequate in some respects. And I've had that before, even with myself, where old friends would say to like my partner or like stuff behind my back, like, oh, Charlie's changed, she's not who he used to be. And it's like, well, everyone's changed. Our, the human body like every seven years completely changes. So life is about progression. And if you're standing still where you are now, you're going to get left behind. So I would just say the last thing, just having support from people around you, uh, educate them on what you want to do and why you want to do it. And then it's just up to you to then put in the work and be consistent. That all just comes back to that inner circle, having that good support network. Mm. Um, I like the uh, the public accountability one. I literally just sent out an email to my list um, with like my stuff, just like putting it out into the world and talking about just how putting it out into the world is so, so powerful. Um, something that I've been doing recently is I just start my morning off. I just write like my top five goals for the quarter or the year or something like that. Just the more I think you can put it out there, the more likely it's to come back. So many people, they'll be like just December 28th, like, yeah, 2021, I'm going to get into amazing shape. One, it's not specific enough. I've got a time frame, like you're saying. But two, that's the only time they say it or the only time they put it down onto paper or something like that. The more you do that, the more it will come back to you, I generally believe. The, the big thing I never understand is why people delay doing things. So like, why wait into the new year? Why wait until the gym's open? Say, for example, um, gym's open the UK 12th of April, I think, 8th of April. Yeah. Like, okay, so your goal is to burn body fat. So you want to lose weight. What do you need to do to lose weight? You need to move a bit more. You need to eat less. So, okay, you can control what you put in your mouth and what you eat. Okay, so calories in is controlled. Calories out, okay, you might not have a gym. However, you can, this podcast called The Daily Steps, I think, or you can go for a walk every day. You can get your activity up. You can, like, there's plenty of stuff you can do to burn calories. So by the time the gym's open, you could easily, the gym's open three, four weeks, you could easily drop a stone for four kilos by then. Um, and that's just where people just kick the can down the road and they don't take action. And that's ultimately the biggest failure of most people is they, they talk a good game, but they don't put skin in the game in terms of investing themselves and um, putting a bit of pressure on themselves, if that makes sense. All fart, no poo. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I literally just wrote an Instagram post about that. Um, but honestly, Matt, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on. It's been an awesome podcast and uh, hopefully we'll catch up in Dubai sometime soon. Just want to let everybody know um, where they can find you. 100%. So um, for my own podcast, which is full of uh, educational content and stuff to help you on your own journey, if you head over to uh itunes spotify whatever you use and just look up the shredley show charlie johnson i think about 150 episodes on there now and climbing so i check that out got loads of educational resources to help you um i've also got my youtube channel charlie johnson fitness and on instagram at charlie johnson fitness if anyone wants to reach out just drop me a dm um and i've got a few things in there like free ab training courses and stuff like that which guys might find helpful yeah, awesome. Uh, Charlie's content's awesome. And again, thank you for coming on, guy, uh, mate. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please share it to your um, stories. Give me and Charlie a tag. I'll leave all the, the everything uh, you need to know in the show notes below. And I'll see you in the next episode.